Welcome to episode five of the Loud and Uninformed podcast. I am coming to you from rainy Washington, D.C. It is Sean Foley, joined by George Brandt and Skylar Mall-Brown. How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. It's also raining in Richmond. It's raining in in Arlington as well. That would make sense. We don't really cover a good portion of the u.s we're in a very focused area in virginia a very a very focused regional demographic and a very broad scope of talking points i think is what we've kind of cornered here we took the opposite approach of like all these spiders basketball podcast and really went for the went for the buckshot absolutely yeah. oh spiders basketball you see that we suck again yeah we're terrible yeah william and mary is not good is it time to put the billboard back up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this was this is the cycle. This is the natural cycle. Right. Yeah. right. William <laughs> Mary beating us. Oh, that's brutal. That's and uh I there was some uh there was a good mm-hmm. amount of Tyler Burton as a potential NBA player buzz like of a couple years ago if he could keep developing. And I don't know if that's you mean buzz. Yeah. You mean every single time we were on national TV or the A10 <laughs> tournament or the NCAA tournament, they'd go. You know, this Spiders team, it's pretty old, and Grant Golden can't jump, but Tyler Burton over there, he's got NBA dimensions and athleticism. If he can put it together. <laughs> I, I think they just give every announcer the same Richmond Spiders basketball sheet, and they right. only have one page on it. So, Did you know Chris Mooney runs the Princeton, Princeton offense? offense. <laughs> one of those backdoors. Get this. He went love. to Princeton. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a shame, but – I mean, it's just like last year, right? We we're already out of the tournament unless we win the A ten. Well, and who knows? Maybe last year, could do it this year. Otherwise, other than that, I have no idea what's happening in college basketball at this point. I saw North Carolina's fallen off from the one ranking, like the fastest in history, to four losses as a preseason number one. Texas, Texas is good. Yeah, and I Gonzaga's saw Gonzaga's not great, or not as good as yeah, not great. See, I usually tune into college basketball. Right around like late January, February time is when I start to focus up because then I, you know, I got to see who's good for the tournament. That's when like Richmond's games are typically important because it's a yeah, ten. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, the uh, I, I like some of the non-conference stuff early on when there's really good freshmen, but for whatever reason, the freshmen this year have not really been super. Uh, like, because with Wembenyama being the biggest prospect. In right. the and you know he just doesn't play in the U.S. It feels like there's a little less. Yeah, it feels like there's less juice in college basketball in general. But the one freshman who's been really fun is the white kid from Kansas, Grady Dick. And he oh, just I heard about this guy. Yeah, and he just looks like the classic like coach's kid, just asshole son. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't. He's probably a nice guy, but um, like creative um, player. But has like the floppy George Brandt blonde hair that really just uh just makes you shudder does he shudder. Kind of love that guy who's on the heat now went to kentucky tyler harrow that they should have sold high and then they kept him and now he's like not great no because he's kind of more he, he he's more the like jack harlow style of white person this is more of like a doug mcdermott knockoff oh really yeah 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 like like doug mcdermott peyton pritchard with with like jeeb's hair oh as a as a coach's son, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, he gives off you vibes. <laughs> um, that's fun though. I'll definitely start the tuna culture. I also we got to have the um the Aldi and uh, Aggie onto our podcast. Mm, do a good crossover. If Richmond basketball ever gets interesting this year, they'll be they'll be the first. Maybe, maybe they'll get interesting. They're, they're a young team. They got a lot. They need to develop. Like we we got to be a little patient. I was hoping it wouldn't be this bad, but like there's a lot of room to grow. True. The Frontline Fanatics. That's their podcast. Little yeah. pro- cross podcast podcast uh, promotion there. Um, I got to work on my pronunciation. I listened back to last episode when our producer intern was editing and god i i'm really stumbling over words yeah, like in the mirror right before you're doing it unique new york unique yeah. new york exactly jump to a little nfl uh Jeep, you watch any games sunday all right um, all right uh, let's I mean, get this over with go ahead 
So for the listeners, I just I just want everybody to know. I have to say I was I missed the first quarter. I was running, I was playing Santa delivering Christmas cookies to people. And I get a text from Jeeb. And he goes, This game is total VS and it's a notes app screenshot. He went notes app after like the first quarter. And it already had like 10 bullet points for why the Eagles shouldn't be winning the game and how the refs have screwed the Titans. Like no. specific place that like number 79 held <laughs> on second and six and the Eagles got four yards. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was <laughs> observations that I made during the first half. I just quit during the second half um, because there were some – uh, there is a an unnecessary roughness called on the Titans, you know, uh, that I didn't like, and a roughing the passer call that I didn't like. Um, I mean, the Eagles lost a game to the Commanders by a cheap roughing the passer on Heineke at the end of the game. So, I mean, it, it comes around, goes around. I don't it like the rules anymore. It does, but in the moment, you see it, and it it sucks. Obviously, we lost by 25 points. I don't know if you saw, but the Titans fired their GM today. I did because maybe as a result of this game, just getting absolutely humiliated by the player who I thought pushed his way out. And now it's coming out that the Titans just didn't really negotiate with him at all. Um, And Vrabel said, "Uh uh-uh, this guy's gone or I'm going to Ohio state. And (laughs) I mean, it's probably a good move, right? Yeah, I think so. And the guy like, He's built a, a good franchise. I mean, he, he's as this is as good as the Titans have ever been, which is might be a little sad. But uh, how much of that do you feel like is Vrabel? I think it's. I I do think it's all Vrabel. I think our yeah. defense, like what we've done with the amount of talent we've had on defense. I was going to say, good. would you even call your roster above average? No, I I this think we have some game. good pieces, but we have some serious holes. Yeah, I'd say it's like probably slightly below average. That's what I would say too. I and yeah, have not been performing that way. Eagles yeah. who were a bad run defense coming into this week, just yeah. better. They, and the Titans couldn't do anything. Like you guys are so one dimensional. We have a bad. What to do when <laughs> that dimension gets stopped? Yeah, I mean we have a bad offensive line. And sometimes we're able to get the run game going. Sometimes we're not. But the Eagles just like their their line was just smoking us. Um, but on like Tannehill didn't have any time to throw the ball either. Like the pass rush was killer, and Derrick Henry didn't get going. They just played a good game on defense. Yeah, um, I'm glad you didn't come in still defending those points because I was like, even if I give you eight of the 10 bullet points you put there, we still beat you by two touchdowns. It was an absolute slaughter. No, like all of the bullet points, I will stand by this, are valid. I never said it would have flipped the game. I never said that. But (laughs) they were valid. Everybody everybody, and uh, Richmond alum Danny Heifetz put on his Instagram and Twitter, he thought that the A.J. Brown first touchdown should have been offensive P.I. when it was called defensive. AJ Brown just destroyed the dude's ankles and the guy like stumbled into his route and AJ Brown trucked him because he was running his route. So that yeah. one was ridiculous. I, see, I didn't even put that in the notes. I, I agree with that. <laughs> We're going to have to get a copy of this, these notes. I'll, I'll have to release them for the people. Um, <laughs> you got to clean it up. I, I don't know. If I'm <laughs> there, were some, there were some adjectives and adverbs in the notes. Yeah. Themselves. <laughs> but, um, um and I, my other point from last week, we talked a little NFL, MVP talk, and it's not over. But I think only Hurts rose this weekend. Mahomes lost again to the Bengals, and Tua looked terrible. So, yeah. And Mahomes – sorry, not Mahomes. Hurts had 380 passing yards. Yeah, I mean, I th- so, I think that Sirianni's going to win Coach of the Year. He's doing so pretty well. If they're both going to win, if they're going to win Coach of the Year and MVP together, they probably can't lose again, and look really dominant down the stretch, which I don't think is impossible. If they I end up just, sixteen and one, and Jalen Hurts looks fantastic the entire time, then he'll probably win MVP. They don't have just, a bad yeah, schedule down the stretch, do they? It's like the Cowboys, and then who else? Giants twice. Cowboys are probably the second toughest team in the NFC right now. Yeah, uh, I still think the 49ers, even with Jimmy G out. 
want to say, do, do you think the 49ers are gooses cooked or are they going to like bring in Baker and you see Baker got picked oh. up by the Rams? He did. Yeah. Well, does he just hate the Niners or something? No, I think no, the Niners wouldn't. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want Baker. Maybe. I think it was something like that. And that the Rams were like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally more of a Baker guy than I think I even rationally should be, but he feels like, like a Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke plus kind of character where it's like, he just, he, he plays like, like somebody said that if you don't win, we're going to put you down after this. <laughs> Awkward so, silence. <laughs> but so, I mean, but remember last time he was healthy, he brought the Browns to the playoffs for the first time ever. I mean, he definitely looks cooked, but you'd think yeah. in the right situation with somebody like McVeigh, who made Jared Goff look like somebody who deserved $30 million a year. Might not be so bad. Well, yeah, but they also out? don't have draft picks forever and won't be able to build anything around. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but is Stafford team? out for like, I know he had a concussion. Is he out for an extended period of time? I think so, yeah. Really? Yeah, who is starting at quarterback for them this weekend? Oh, they had um the UVA quarterback two weeks ago. That's right. Uh Bryce Perkins. Yeah, Bryce Perkins. That was Thursday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they also needed, but I just thought, I mean, you guys have to be right that Shanahan just didn't want him because why would you go to the Rams over the Niners right now? Yeah. Get an option. Um, but Brock Purdy, it is, I guess, for the Niners. They'll have to live and die by Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Bring Kaepernick back. Oh, my God. He's out for yes. the season. Stafford is with a concussion? Yeah. I mean, the Rams uh, are Spinal cord contusion. Wow. It's no fun. It's not like the Rams have any shot at no. the playoffs right now. So, no. um, sorry to our listener in California, Morvin Sharp. He's a big Rams-Lakers guy. He's the one that sent that very angry hate mail after episode one, Skyler. He did. About he you. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably well deserved, though. I hate myself for the same reasons. So. <laughs> As a follower of the Instagram page, I noticed that there was a mailbag question that went out this week. There was. And we can get into those if, if you so desire. Are there any NFL related ones? I was gonna do this one segment, but we can just we can make <laughs> like they're not very coherent. <laughs> no. Um from one of our female listeners. Ooh. Which football runs fastest? All right, which football runs fastest? The and one football. Are we would this be in the context of an active game or would it would it be just the the words that were written are which the brand of football like this? Wilson, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. I'm going with and one. <laughs> I don't think and one makes footballs. I've seen it. They make shitty Walmart footballs. Are you serious? Yeah, like the ones that you get in the container where you spread the string to get the How ball. How can you name a company and one and then get into the football business? It doesn't make any sense. Well, they're already in the basketball business. Might as well and make one like completely fail. Aren't they done? And one, but they were no, no, no. They still have their shit in Walmart. But it was I watched a documentary about it the other day. It's kind of sick. Like of the actual street ball team, yeah, of the street ball tape and the brand. Hot sauce. He was awesome. Yeah. And uh, who's the big guy? Escalade. Yeah. They used to make the best T-shirts that were like their smack talk T-shirts, and they'd always say something absurd. Yeah. Yeah. No, those were great. Um, okay. Sorry, we can't answer the football question accurately to the... I was going to say Jalen Waddle. The lovely lady who submitted that. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a, a question here from a caller coming out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. AJ Bernstein. AJ. What, he says, what QBs look like they want to win the least? <laughs> Russell Wilson. That, I think it might be Russell Wilson. Have you seen the Russell Wilson bathroom counter? What was that? The, the guy who's counting. It's like uh since the beginning of the season, he's been like, uh 
who will finish the year with more Russell Wilson's bathrooms in his house or the number of touchdowns that he throws this year. So he has 12 bathrooms in his house and we're in what season third or week 13 and he's thrown eight touchdowns. So every week this guy just gets on TikTok and is just like <laughs> Russell Wilson with a tough week as he threw zero touchdowns and bathrooms hold strong at 12. He's looked terrible. They yeah. said, I, I heard a stat earlier today that if they were the, 25th ranked offense or something they'd be eight and four right now <laughs> holy shit they're so bad uh, yeah they average less than two touchdowns a game like total 14 points yeah. a game they average less yeah it's 13.8 yeah i think russ but like russ wants to win he just doesn't he looks yeah, like he doesn't want to win <laughs> aaron rogers pro- looks totally disinterested He's making dumb throws. He's just like, I feel like everything isn't perfect for him. So he's just going to pout about it for a season and then see what happens next year. But he, he does yeah. not feel like he wants to. Rodgers is pretty disinterested. That was a good answer. Matt, Matt Ryan, I feel like he's just like a hurt dog. And can we stop putting him out there? Like he's just getting run over, over and over and over and over. Yeah, and how's the, what's the update on the Jeff Saturday tracker? Um. <laughs> I think they only picked up one win so far, right? And and how many weeks has it been? Four, three. Yeah. So, so I'm looking a little, little tough. He needs to run the table here. It looks like for my prediction <laughs> to go right. But you know what? They've been competitive, except for the fourth quarter of that Cowboys game. That was just that was brutal. But they were in it for a half. Um, and the Eagles game they played, the Eagles had to take a win a last second touchdown. So I mean. They've been competitive, but I I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be right on Jeff Saturday going 500. I'm I'm ready to come out now and say that that take was too hot. And we'll have that's the soundboard we'll go bow, bow, too hot. <laughs> um, I've got. Where are we getting the soundboard installed? We gotta have the we gotta have that on the live soundboard. Right? See, we're not there yet. Okay. Um, we want to thank all our listeners. We want to let you know that the Loud and Uninformed podcast can be monetized now. We we got the go ahead from the podcast overlords. So thank you for listening. We needed to get a certain amount of listeners and you guys have come through. Expect production value to skyrocket. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. We're talking uh, production assistant intern we'll get somebody to do the spider guarantee or the richmond guarantee i'm gonna have somebody fly out here and hold a boom for me we're gonna get someone on this on the richmond guarantee (laughs) we should hire a student from (laughs) Richmond and get them get them to you are free two thousand bucks that richmond gives out to interns yeah that'd be perfect that's a great idea Um, okay uh one other football mailbag it's from jamie tyler it's a little little too spicy to say out loud but it oh has come on what is Watson i've I'll, said wait what is it Deshaun Deshaun Watson? Watson, and i'll leave it at that so thanks for your question jamie no 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 no, <laughs> wait, no what's no, the, what was the content it was the general just paraphrase it <laughs> yeah, give us the gist of it um <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it unparaphrasable well, it's just like four words, so I don't want to say it. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> uh, Deshaun, hey, hey, terrible, and I'm rooting against him. I will say that. Uh, James, was it? Jamie Tyler. James? Okay. James, this is an anti-Deshaun Watson podcast. That is the stance that we have decided to take on these issues, and and that's that. I do have him in fantasy. Because oh god no joy you separate the art from the artist oh no no transparency Hitler made beautiful paintings oh geez all right um well George does just bring down the ethics of our podcast quite a bit again don't don't support it. When we have a when we have a great podcast breakup, you'll know why, listeners. <laughs> oh my God. Um, there was another question here, and it's from uh, Nick P out of Philadelphia. I think I know this Nick P. Um, he says, 
<clears throat> I couldn't post my question in the box, so asking here. He sent me a DM. Sure. Hey guys, love the show. This question is for Sean and Sean only. Yeah. The question for Sean is, how do you think the market revolution of the first half of the 19th century contradicted against Jefferson's ideas of American republic republicanism? How may a Jeffersonian republic in view of modern day issues such as the war in Ukraine or rising inflation? Thanks, guys. Can't wait to hear what Sean thinks. Um, and to, to Nick, I'm going to say that I had a tough time pronouncing four of the words in that question. And one of them was Republican. <laughs> and one of them was Republican. Um, but I'm going to say that from the Adams Doctrine, I think quite clearly it states that Republicans on the third Wednesday in May, when they're looking behind themselves in the state of Utah, would most definitely decide that Baker Mayfield will not be a good quarterback for the Rams. And that's my answer. I don't think we're allowed to comment on it. It was just for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the meal. Oh, wait, actually, there's one from uh, another Nick M. Nick M. from Philadelphia. Are these also, all, are these your friends from home? Is that? Yeah. You guys need to get some friends listening. Yeah. I do need I, yeah. Some friends in general would be a massive plus. <laughs> um, he says, what are your thoughts on the UFC gambling scandal? And to be honest, I haven't done much into this, but uh, Jeeb, I think you know a bit about UFC. My friend Nick here is a big fan of the UFC. so Yeah, I've, I've been getting into UFC a lot. Um, I, I don't know much about the scandal other than basically there's this coach, I believe, who was in this fighter's corner who knew he was injured and bet against him. I think that's the situation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but yeah. I think uh, I, I know Ontario uh, outlawed gambling on UFC, which is like, a, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. Like Ontario's Toronto, right? It's like the biggest state province, state, whatever the Canadians call their shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's uh pretty wild. Yeah. It was James Krause, MMA coach, James Krause made a big payout on an unlikely first round technical knockout in the match between Derek Minor and Shay, Sh Sh I can't say that person's name. Um, but he basically sounds like he knows inside for information and the coach is big and big bucks. I mean, if you're involved with the sport, is this like the whole Pete Rose thing and like Calvin Ridley? Like you can't bet if you're involved in sports. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty open and shut. That it's just kind of like a bad guy. Right, bad guy stuff. So here's a question about like gambling and sports. Did you see that um Shams? He's like the young Woj, the good looking Woj, I should say. He signed a deal with FanDuel where he'll leave ESPN or wherever the Athletic. He's with the Athletic right now. And he's gonna go join FanDuel. Do you think it's a good idea? Gambling sites are gonna have the like information from the guy that gets the information fastest than anybody else in the sport. I think they've I, got it already anyways. I love gambling as much as the next guy. Lots of fun. Totally get it. I also feel like the uh, negative effects of it are well-researched in the same way that like smoking cigs or drinking alcohol is. And you're not allowed to like do certain things in those. And, and it's still like, you know, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. But I, the FanDuel, like, you make bets all the time. <laughs> you, sh you should bet more. Yeah, I, I can't believe those are even floating around out there right now. So I, I gambling is getting to a point of just corporatism where I have no idea where it could be going next. And, like, stuff like the sham stuff is ridiculous. I mean, sports betting legalizing has to just bring in another, like, billion dollars in revenue. Oh, yeah. Well, but that, at what point do, like, how many, like, when does this have to go bad or how bad enough for the kind of, like, regulations to come back in on the other side? It, it, people are going to lose their livelihoods, but it's yeah. going to take a, it's going to take a player, prominent player betting. Like, Yasuo Plague was, like, betting while he was in Japan on, like, random <laughs> something, but I don't know. It's just, 
it the the like the worst NBA and NFL have embraced it so like their pregame shows now you can't watch a pregame show and just hear the analysis even like Chuck and Shaq and them they end the show with like my fan duel pick of the night is yeah 11 rebounds like like, I feel like before the XFL started you didn't see all that much gambling stuff on TV like they wouldn't really mention the lines and then the XFL came out and they would have the spread in the score thing and that was kind of the start of it and now a lot of like primetime sports are gambling centric. Yeah. And that is just kind of legal everywhere, but it's weird that you would just flip the switch to go from like, you should never ever do this to like, now we're going to have Shaq and Ernie telling you like what you should be putting your money, like what you should be wagering your money on. Well, I think, I think gambling does provide like bigger viewership to sports. Like a lot of people watch that they wouldn't be watching Thursday night football. Like, Nobody wants to watch the Broncos play at prime time, but if you have money on it, maybe you will. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, good. Like, I don't mind throwing in a couple bucks here and there, but like, I would get disgusted if I put a bet in of any decent amount of money. <laughs> like, that's that's my take. I know people do, and you, everybody should do it at their own responsible level. But I don't know. I just it's too easy. I think the ease of access is just crazy right now but well yeah and that's that's kind of the whole thing of like should you be able to treat this like you're selling soda or something or do we treat it like we treat others things that we know have potentially monstrous negative consequences and it's surprising that we're not there yet but i i imagine that when when uh when too many people lose their houses on FanDuel, that we'll probably have a referendum at some point i don't know i I just think they're getting too it's whoever can it's pay a ton the of revenue for, it's, yeah, right. it's a ton of revenue for the government and a ton of revenue for the nba nfl nca like they're all taking in money here oh, the yeah. reason the states that haven't uh legalized it yet haven't done so is because the the like brick and mortar casinos with the sports books are paying them not to do it so it's like once DraftKings and FanDuel decide, all right, let's just get rid of these people. Like once they get pa- to be powerful enough, like in, I don't think it's legal in Nevada or California because they have California to... voted no. Oh, they had a vote on it. Yeah, they had a vote on it and they voted no. Interesting. Um, While we're on the topic, let's take a quick couple of minutes to talk about abortion. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> we named this loud and uninformed for a reason. All right, so one more mailbag question here, and this comes from Ed Foley. No relation. Don't know this guy at all. Um, He says, should the committee have made Michigan-Ohio State rematch the semifinal? That is a great question. By far the best question we've been asked. Yeah, that was (laughs) intelligent. Many ad hoc arguments about this this weekend. also about whether or not that would be the if if they end up meeting in the national championship if that will be the greatest rivalry matchup potentially of all time bigger rivals on a bigger stage if that's ever happened it does before. remind me of like final four duke unc last year with coach k's last year like yeah that, that, that was a big one i think um, football's bigger that like ohio state michigan is the best rivalry in sports game, I yeah in the united uh, states sports so we were talking about, you know, the committee probably pretty easily could have stuck them together if they wanted to and guaranteed us that game. Um, and in my opinion, we're probably not going to get it because I think Georgia's ahead better than everybody else in there. Um, but I think that they did the seedings correctly. Um, but I think the more interesting question in there is whether or not they should have played a little um, more uh, you know, kind of interventionist and and made that happen and made sure that we got that because of how how good that would be. So I I think they got the right four teams. I'll come out and say that. Say that. Um, Sean's going for super cool takes now after the, <laughs> after the Jeff Saturday one. <laughs> Playing it real safe. We're laying out. <laughs> Georgia-Michigan 1-2, no-brainer. 
Um, I'm glad TCU at the end of the day didn't get penalized because the committee has said uh, we don't penalize teams for playing in championship weekend games. And it was a close game, overtime loss. Like, you can't get closer. They kept them at three, I think. But there is an argument to be like, well, Ohio State lost to Michigan and Michigan's ranked above TCU. Their loss is better than TCU's loss. TCU should be four, Ohio State three. And we would have got that, that matchup. And for money reasons, I don't know why they didn't make Ohio State-Michigan the semifinal matchup because, like you said, there's no guarantee the the final happens. And it doesn't look like – like, my money's on Georgia there. Um, but I think they're good games overall. Maybe they just thought Ohio State-Georgia would be a better game than TCU-Georgia. Although I still think TCU has a shot against Michigan. I think Michigan's favored, but um, – but, uh, you know, there's arguments both ways, but I'm just glad that they got the four right teams and we didn't see Alabama in it. I think that there was a lot of chatter this year about the different ways in which the committee is biased. And I think that because of that, there was an extra intentionality to keep it as above board as possible. And so I feel like that's why they kept TCU at three. Exactly the reasons that you said, but then just like the the – sticking with that because they know that that's right and even if they can pull the strings let's let it ride yeah i think ohio state has a a shot against georgia too i don't know if tcu would but i think ohio state's ability to move the ball i this is why i think they're the best chance at georgia not winning because they can move the ball through the air and we saw lsu the, the only success they were having was through the air Michigan is like a Walmart, Georgia. Like they do all the same stuff that Georgia does. Georgia's just better at everything. Like I cannot think of a single metric that Georgia doesn't have an advantage over in Michigan. Whereas Ohio State, at least you have a Heisman caliber quarterback and you've got an amazing receiver receiving core. It would be even more amazing uh, with Jackson Smith and Jigma, but it's uh, they'll have to settle for Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka. <laughs> That actually reminded me of a question I had for you guys with the Heisman thing, which is, have we had a weaker Heisman finalist class in recent memory? No. Give it to a fucking lineman. Like, this is the year you give it to <laughs> Just give it to the best OL. Yeah, and I'm surprised oh. there's nobody that, like, could have stood out in that kind because... of way. Be a receiver or a defensive player. I'll give you – I'll give you – see if you guys uh, can figure this one out. I don't think it's too hard. <laughs> Stenson Bennett was born in the same year as what other Heisman winner? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson in 2016. <laughs> they were both born in 97. Lamar's won an MVP in the NFL. <laughs> like and Stenson Bennett is now a finalist for the Well, Heisman. I think Stenson Bennett, they gave it, they gave him the finalist because they had nobody else to give it to. And they were like, all right, number one team. Well, Quarterback, honestly, he's been playing it. pretty well. Like he's he has not play. been playing bad. He has not been playing bad, but I, I think that it's almost it, it's like the Alabama quarterbacks before Jalen Hurts got there. Yeah, it's, I agree. Like you know, it's the weird Georgia team too, where they don't have that like their running back room. I'm sure those guys will make the NFL, but they don't have that DeAndre Swift. Um, they have who's their tight end has been there forever and he's Brock fantastic. Bowers. No, right. he was a true freshman last year. He's a two sophomore. I'm really? Yeah, Brock Bowers so and then that last six year, foot seven guy. Yeah, he was filthy. He was amazing. They don't have that like marquee offensive weapon like Devonte Smith that one as a receiver. Brock, Brock Bowers might be that. Like he, he you're, you're saying Heisman. you're saying on like a Heisman level. Thing on a Heisman level because he it doesn't is have the numbers. The award now. Like I saw a funny joke that was like. Uh, the the Heisman committee today has decided to change the, the trophy, and it was just a quarterback. <laughs> they got rid of the <laughs> stiff arm because, but then like DeAndre Swift, not DeAndre, sorry, Devonte Smith won it the other year. Uh, yeah, so it's not impossible. But Derek Henry, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush was so long ago at this point. Yeah, Reggie Bush was like oh five. <laughs> he pull that one out. Mark Ingram's been since then. Uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah, the Alabama running backs that got it. Um, but is this is this a is this a new era of college football parody that we haven't seen before? Maybe. I mean, it's just. It, well, the truth is, okay, 
if if USC had won the game and were in the playoffs, Caleb Williams would be a runaway. Easily, easily. Like, Everybody had a chance to take it, and then they didn't. C.J. Stroud would have got it if they beat Michigan. Max and, Duggan would have got it if they if they beat Kansas State. I, yeah. I think there would have been a solid argument for Max Duggan. To I think that was someone you could point to and say, "There's a Heisman looking season." Everybody's kind of ended yeah. sad. And that's his Heisman game when he's just bleeding, can't even walk anymore. And he yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah, it would, the narrative yeah. would have been there. Caleb Williams might win it. Max Duggan might win it. Um, still, at this point, it just isn't that great buildup to no. a Heisman winner that we're traditionally used to seeing, I think, which is – but I don't know. The Heisman Award the last couple of years is kind of – yeah, I feel like Bryce Young wasn't that <laughs> overpowering either. Like he, but the he, Bryce Young one made sense. Alabama really looked like you know the best team all year, if not one of the best teams all year, and he was playing fantastic and broke all the records. Like that at least makes sense. This yeah. year, like what is going? Like nobody's done anything exceptional. Yeah. Um. All right, I want to obviously have to talk about Dion, but we do want to talk a little NBA. So let's see. So, Jeeb, you got you got the floor. What do you think about Deion Sanders at Colorado? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think he'll be able to to wreck the portal, um, which he's already said he's going to do. He's like, he told his players here. You guys went one and eleven. I'm bringing in who I want to bring in, which is you know, I guess that's that's. What did he say? I packed my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> he said I packed my luggage. And it's and Louis. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, if Colorado commits with NIL, I think they'll be good. They also like when you think about it, there isn't a bit. I don't know who recruits the Denver area. I guess a lot of Pac-12 schools do, but like he should have a pretty firm grasp on that. Like it's it's a pretty big city, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Playing San Francisco too, big uh, Bay Area pipeline. Oh yeah. I think um, that so Colorado obviously used to be a powerhouse back in like the 80s and 90s. I think they even won a couple of natties um, since I've completely fallen off. Bad years. This year was awful. I mean, the video of Dion saying it is harsh, I think, especially for people that aren't used to football coaches. Um, and Dion obviously has a bit of a flair. He, he, he has a way to like talk. Like It's amazing how it seems like he has the super prepared speech when he's just going off of his, his head right now. Um, but uh, I mean, in some ways it was the right thing to do to say, Hey, I'm coming in. I'm bringing a bunch of transfers. Y'all stunk this year. <laughs> you can, and it's, he still put the word out there. He goes, if you want to buy into this program and like, give it a go by all means, but like, you should probably get your affairs in order and figure out somewhere where you fit in better, <laughs> which I think was, was the right thing to do. I just, honest. The, a, thing, yeah. the thing that I don't understand about the whole situation though, is everybody was talking about it. Like this was the massive jump into like power five football that he would like, he's, he wouldn't be able to get to a school, like a school in the sec or, or something like that until he did something like this and i don't buy that i think he could have gotten a job at like a you know florida state or something or any of these schools that are big enough and just are looking for change i really norvell is too good at florida state i think that's the only place he would have gone in florida i think an easier path for him to take would have been the usf job uh, and he would have recruited the shit out of that area and just dominated with usf and then jumped um but i honestly think this colorado job could go pretty far if he does it right and if he wants to linger for a while I'd, I'd imagine if he's really good he'll go elsewhere but i don't think i, like I don't think just it, last week we were talking about him for the ohio state job and that didn't seem like a ridiculous i mean even like cincinnati just replaced their their boss i would feel like dion would would be a better candidate than than the louisville coach that they brought in yeah. cincinnati is a tough place i feel like to recruit like fickle did it probably as perfect as you can because you got so much competition in the Ohio Valley. Yeah, would Dion even want to go there if he didn't want the USF job? Well, okay, so the one thing, like, and say what it is, but I think Colorado's hardest recruitment pull is going to be weather. And is Dion going to be able to get all of these guys from Florida? Like, he got the number one recruit in the country last year. 
He's from Florida, played his high school football in Georgia. And, and I read this article today. Who knows? Maybe the kid's going to come with him to Dion. And this article's blasphemous. And what I'm saying is blasphemous. But all of his schools were warm weather. And he made it very clear in his recruiting when he was the number one player in the country coming out of high school that he wanted to play somewhere warm. <laughs> and I'm like, how many kids think about that and That's stay in the SEC in the South? You know? I, if, if he can get the number one recruit in the country to follow him to Jackson, Mississippi, I think he'll be able to pull people to Colorado because Colorado, yeah, the weather's bad in the winter. Like it's snowy, but it's not oh. Wisconsin or anything. It, I mean, he, he, and it's, it's a, like it's a cool bad Wisconsin. I mean, Boulder, it's, we were out there in like March and it's snow on the ground, the whole thing. I mean, for the time that you're in school, the like seven months you're in school, there's probably Absolutely. snow. That's some nice spring practice time, March. I mean, maybe yeah. they'll build a bubble. Maybe they already have a bubble. Well, but like, I, I was going to say on the on the other side though their track program is fantastic. They definitely have other programs in there that are really good. So I know their facilities are like fantastic. It's Maybe. also at six thousand feet, so you're getting like getting the best work. Like you're going to be in such good shape coming out of college. I could definitely see a way that you spin that as basically like going up to football camp in like the mountains in Boulder, yeah. Colorado, with with primetime Deion Sanders and get whipped in the shape. They've also got history. They have a really cool stadium. Like, yeah, I don't know how their alumni base is, if they would invest, but like, I, I feel like there's some building blocks there. I'm excited for it. And with USC and Oregon leaving, he could be winning the Pac-12 for the next three years before jumping to <laughs> whatever. Yeah, is Oregon leaving? Is there talk of that? No, it's uh, USC and UCLA, right? I know that, but like, I would imagine Oregon would consider it. I don't need, I don't understand any of that. I, I doubt we want to get into this right now, but as a as a Pac-12, that's some nice off season. That's some nice off season. Uh, oh, I, that that was really the Pac-12 was awesome. What's going to happen to Bill Wallen? <laughs> He's going to just they go. They can't do put him on. They can't put him on at like eight o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> <laughs> no they can't so they can't. i don't know what on earth is going to happen in the big 12 you think people in like oklahoma are going to be listening to bill walton commentate sooners games absolutely not watch him as he his old age some lsd in his system cracks in his back and then he goes through a trip mid-game again <laughs> yeah, i i love the pac-12 at night for college basketball with bill walton on the call is if you're if you're the kind of person who stays up late and just throws on some video games and and just listen to what that man has to say, he is incredible. He, half the time he goes, "This is the greatest sporting event I yeah, have in in history." It's like a, it, it's some only mountain. guy only guy to win MVP and oh. Sixth Man of the Year. That's true, <laughs> and he is a redhead. Shout out, you're redhead. <laughs> All right, talking to Bill Walton. Let's talk about a sport. Skyler, you got you got some NBA stuff you want to fire at? I've got I've got one lined up, but that's kind of a mailbag question. If we want, is this to. the hypothetical? Yeah, if you wanted to, rip it. Um, well, this comes in from a listener in the DC area, our good friend Nebs. He asked if an NBA franchise could decide today any of the players in the field. And you add Victor Wananabe. I probably just butchered his name. Wembenyama. Wembenyama. Wendanabe. <laughs> um, to that field. What would be the NBA players that people would want to start a franchise with more than him? So, like, could you get to 15 players? That's a great question. This or would he be – where would he sit? And I, I don't – I'll let you guys go first, and then I have my my little take on it. But and maybe we can actually make a list. I was gonna yeah, say let's do this together. Right so here. so so Giannis has got to be above him right yeah. now. Right? Giannis is one. Right now we'll just say the names yeah. and then we'll figure out where they go. Giannis, Luca. I don't think you get to fifteen. No, no, no. I don't think you get to ten. I don't think you get to seven. And the other question is, at what point is somebody willing to pull a trigger on what he could become over, like, whatever the established thing is, you know? Probably know. The ultimate goal has to be for winning an NBA championship. And I get that you could want to build a dynasty, but the first step is winning the first one. 
Yes, yes. That is, the, that is the hardest thing to do is to win the first one. But I think when you get to so, – so, like, Jason Tatum, I would say, is probably a, above – I would take Jason Tatum. Let's, let's just name the the likely bunch that we would discuss. So, we got Giannis. We don't have to say if they're above right away. But sure, just okay. Throw them in, there, ja. so throw them in the bucket. Giannis, Luka, Tatum, Ja. Um, ja? I don't know. I don't know. In the discussion, Embiid. Embiid, Jokic. Jokic. Curry, KD. Those guys might be a little too old to even be. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> I think Trey Young. Yeah. SGA. Booker. Yes. SGA. How do you like SGA? But not John. <laughs> John's a hype man. Um, <laughs> like Kawhi. I guess I think yeah. he's too old, isn't he? How old's Paul George these days? He's got to be 31, 32. How old's Dame these days? Same he's, thing. He's like 33 or 34. Like Anthony Davis's name comes in, but of course he wouldn't be it because he's an injury prone. Yeah. He's looking great you know, to them. LeBron James. <laughs> There's no. gotta be some people that were missing, some younger people. All right. So right now I've got Zion. Do we have Zion in there? Yeah, Zion. Um what about uh the the whole uh, Timberwolf contingent? Who from there? I don't think anyone, unless maybe Anthony Edwards, if you wanted to put him on there. But uh, on there just for the sake of it. I was uh, thinking, um, like anyone from the Cavs, like Evan Mobley. I would pick Mobley. Donovan Mitchell. Do- maybe Donovan Mitchell, Scotty Barnes, maybe Cade Cunningham. Trying to think of like young people that would kind of be more in this like oh we've seen a little something. I I don't I think we're getting to the point now where it's like they haven't shown yeah. enough to be considered over Victor women. Well, and that's why I think when you're really when you're really thinking about it that it's it's I I think I think it's basically Giannis and Luca. It's am I going to get a top two player who's going to be a top two player for the next? seven or eight years or do i take the swing on Wembenyama and potentially get the best player to ever play but when so victor i'm gonna call him victor <laughs> Wendy. the thing that he doesn't have on all these guys is he has never played a minute in the hardest league in the world Neither luca okay i was good i was just gonna say luca also hadn't came over here dominated he said it was easier to score but luca is a trash defender and hasn't improved at all and gets cooked and loses them games. Victor, but also Luca, has to guard the perimeter. Luca, at the end of the day, isn't the anchor on the defense. Victor's going to have to come in here and be the anchor on an NBA defense. But I don't know if that's necessarily true because he can play the four because like he could play in a system where he doesn't have to be the rim protector. But keep going. You four, he's seven foot, whatever you pull, the further you pull him out, the easier it's going to be to score on him. <laughs> I mean, like, he's a good perimeter defender, saying, he slides well, he moves like a small, he's, he's gonna get. I'm not some what somebody here saying he's never going to improve defensively, but I think it's going to take some time for him to become an NBA level set, like defender. Definitely, I think it's going to take a couple of years. Joel Embiid is going to absolutely eat that guy down, yes, low. like, so is Jokic, yes, so is Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> like. He he's a stick figure, and it's because he's seventeen. <laughs> like he he's got plenty of time to develop and everything. So he's not winning me a championship faster than I think a lot of the guys we listed. Correct. And that's my goal is to win an NBA championship, and obviously my secondary goal is to win multiple, but it's to win that NBA championship. And because of that, I'm going to take Giannis. I would take Luca. I would take Tatum. I would take Curry, the greatest shooter in NBA history who won't slow down, I don't think, for another five or Curry's six. Interesting. Keep going. I want to hear the whole list. Didn't Curry just carry a Warriors team to a championship last season? He did, yeah. but it, but it, if – I would – Keep going. Keep going. I would take Jokic. I would take Ja. I would take – this is where it gets a little tough because I'm like, as much as I'm an Embiid trooper, I've been watching that man drop out of the second round of the playoffs year after year. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think if you take Jokic yeah. over him, you take Embiid over him too. Yeah. No, I'll put Embiid there. Um, just because I think Embiid is is a guy you can build around right now for an NBA championship. Yes. And then um give me see it gets a little weird around like SGA. Uh, give me KD. I'll still take KD over him. Um give me Trey Young. Trey Young sneakily one of the best assisters in the NBA. Wild. Um, you have to put SGA in this list at this point. It's tough though because he's just played on a losing team and he hasn't really shown me any kind of That's for winning. So I'm going to keep him off. Um, and then I the think- rest of the Mobleys, the the like Bookers, the ADs. ADs just hurt too much for my liking. But then LeBron, you know, it's LeBron, and then you'll get Bronny, and then you'll get a team up, and then. Uh... <laughs> Wait, so how many people did you just list off? Where where does that put him? I so Victor comes in at 10 for me. I think I I I I you're totally right and I think that's a good reading of the whole situation but I'm thinking of if there was like a room of GMs and stuff that the 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 gamble of taking Wembenyama would be more attractive than what you already know that you have, which could be very high level, but especially when we get down to like the Trey Youngs, if you go, okay, do you want someone who's really, really limited defensively that you need to hide defensively? Um, you know, who hasn't really shown anything in the playoffs yet, hasn't, hasn't, you know, actually done anything in a real offense yet. I mean, obviously he's very, very good, but when you're talking about someone who could be one of the best prospects, I could just see somebody going, We'll we'll roll that dice and then we'll reassess if we if we miss. But we're swinging for the fences, and that is a fence swing. Yeah, but I, I feel like most GMs would also look at the guys I listed and we're just like, I can build an NBA championship team around them right now. Do you think that's true? Every single person that you just listed has you could build an NBA team with them as the centerpiece. To an NBA caliber championship team with them as the centerpiece more than I think you could around Victor right now. Well, right now, yeah. That's the whole thing is I want to get to an NBA championship faster than like I want an NBA championship. Who am I choosing? All right. Well, but that's a different story than like building a dynasty. If you're like, who do I want to start my franchise with? Has the connotation of taking a ten? But his whole point is that the he wants to win a championship fast for like that's his strategy for his dynasty. Like he just sure. But what I if the whole goal is gotta win one. If we're looking at a 15 year body of work or whatever we're doing to call this our franchise dynasty, whatever, and your goal is to get the most championships or accumulate the most wins over that period of time picking Steph Curry would be inane because he's going to be in a wheelchair halfway through that time period so that's I I, if you're trying to get somebody's entire career ascension prime all the way through the whole thing I feel like Wemby's kind of the way to well and this you can play devil's advocate I don't even I don't even personally have him that high but I just feel like somebody what do you you have you can front one of the championships I'd say probably closer to six like I would still want Jason Tatum over him I would still probably take Ja over him I'm surprised you didn't have Zion on the list I feel like whenever Zion's been on the court he's been fantastic He was a tough one in my head because he's been like the greatest NBA player statistically ever when he's been on the court. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's not on the court. Yeah. Issue. And it's like AD. AD had 55 against the Wizards the other night. AD right now on the season is averaging better in every statistic than Giannis's last MVP season. You'd be crazy to take AD over Giannis right now. <laughs> like, oh, crazy! Yeah, 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 crazy, crazy. Like crazy. it's it's just AD's an injury prone guy. So is Zion. People Although I must say the uh, I, I I the Lakers turning it around has been a very interesting news point. That maybe if that continues, that'll be on the episode next week. You can see I'm not I'm not. Buying I hope that I I, I, would, I just want to see them not make the playoffs again. I think. Why? It'd be yeah. I don't like the Lakers. I think they're annoying as a franchise. I don't really like LeBron. Um, yeah, that that's those are my two reasons. But if you'd like to hear who <laughs> what I do you think, got? what do you got? Where do you think? Hold on, the the ten minute thing just popped up. Uh, um, we've been right. doing for a while, haven't we? 
right. So <laughs> I very quickly, I would take four people of, of all the guys we just listed, and that would be SGA, Jogic, Embiid, and Giannis. Not Luca. Not Luca for the reasons Sean got into. The poor defense and the inability to anchor. Yeah, but he's not a defensive anchor is my point too. Is like he's not the most critical part of your defense. Um, but also Tatum, you wouldn't take Tatum? No, I'm just not like Tatum is next on the list of people I would take if I had to, but I, I'd slide the gamble in there first, I guess. I just haven't been too impressed with Tatum. Like in the finals, he kind of just – Went went to sleep for a couple games. Yeah, he did nothing in that finals run. He didn't do anything for the. <laughs> no, same. but I, well, I will. I think the criticism is he could have been, and he's still young, so he could definitely emerge to be that star. But he doesn't I, do enough things at an elite level. He scores at an elite level, and then that's kind of sometimes, it. His defense but sometimes is really he good. Do that. Yeah, his defense is good, but yeah, he can be inefficient and. I feel like you either have to be like locked down and be like a score and defense kind of guy because he's not a rim protector and he's not getting other people involved with his playmaking. So it definitely can get a little one-dimensional. I, I have a similar criticism. But I'd still pick him, I think. SGA is a sneaky good pick. And I to Sean's point, he hasn't done anything, but he's never had an opportunity to do anything. <laughs> I just I, like him. I just like the way yeah, he plays. I, like the way I really plays don't too. think he would do better than some of these guys i wouldn't okay katie is too old uh lebron's too old i don't like trey young zion doesn't play enough curry's too old i jaw i think is a hype beast like i i I just think the media has found him they like him he didn't he wasn't last year what they were the two seed last year yeah and they weren't competitive at all against the warriors they're so young they're young, and we'll see how it goes. But I, I also think Skyler in my weird GM world, you know, you take Steph Curry, he'll be a MVP level player for like three more years, and then he'll be an All NBA player for like six more years, and then he'll just become the greatest shooting coach for all of your young talent ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose I didn't take the macro. Long term, I'm actually, I'm actually changing my pick to Haslam. <laughs> we're building good a culture. culture here. Yeah, you we're can't build- get a championship yeah. without good oh, culture. Oh, you guys want the skinny French guy? Yeah, that's gonna bode really well for your culture. No, <laughs> I'm taking the blue collar guy. I'm gonna take Chet Holgram. <laughs> <laughs> How is he doing this year? Has He's he been hurt all year. He hasn't stepped on the floor. Uh, I guess that's what can happen when you. Seven he had like a weird time. thing where they just decide it was because like you got picked by the Thunder. They were like, we don't have any kind of timeline for getting good right now. So it, it kind of seemed like uh like he could have gotten back, and they're like, why don't you just do the whole thing? Go out. Let's get some year. more picks. Yeah, we'll take we'll t- yeah we'll we'll take the result from this year and we'll move on from there. It will be interesting. I hope Victor goes to the Spurs because I'd love to see Pop actually get another European superstar. Yeah, Pop can't be coaching for much longer, though, can he? He's got to... No, but I think it'd be fun for him to have, like, one more really talented guy, you know? It would have been cool if Becky Hammond was still going to take over the Spurs, but... Maybe she still will. Yeah, she still could. Yeah. Um. All right, well, I had fun with this one, guys. I think we're at a wrap point. So beyond a wrap point. Our social... Yeah. It feels like they get progressively longer every time, but then we look at the times and... Uh, well, we just have so much good stuff to say. You know, everybody should be listening. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully people are as interested in us as we are. The number no. the number one complaint I get is lack not enough content. We right. need more. Right. And I would say to any of the listeners, if you have a relatives like lawn mowing company and you want us to advertise them, we'll do an ad read. We'll give you a great <laughs> deal. Promise you. We'll do the first one for free. Absolutely. But not the second. No. no. And the fees get steep. <laughs> we're trying we're trying not to work after this. We'll <laughs> advertise for anything too. Uh, like G <laughs> like Jeeve had mentioned earlier. <laughs> See, Skyler and I we have certain advertisement too, but Jeeve, he'll do anything. No, uh, I'm anything. I'm 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 loyal to no God. 
<laughs> also, I love the stash and the the facial hair this week, Scott. Gotta say, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I think my life is falling apart. Uh oh. <laughs> Only reason to have a mustache. All right, and with that, we're wrapping episode five. Please check in with your friends <laughs> whenever you can. Yeah, retweet it. <laughs> um. All right, guys, this was fun. Thank you for listening. To all, <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Russell. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. <laughs>